The Spanish announce table. Hey, Tom. Yeah, what's up, man? Dude, the holidays are what's up. How's how's that before we get into everything for the week? This is a professional wrestling podcast. We are the Spanish announce table, but uh, we are the stars of that show, and people want to know mm-hmm. what's up with that. So how are you, Tom? Yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, holiday, holiday depression for- settling in or anything? No. Actually, you know what? This year, more so than any other year, I planned out my PTO accordingly. So uh, we are recording on a Wednesday night, December 19th, 2018, the year of the new idea. And I actually have Thursday and Friday off. And then Monday and Tuesday is Christmas Eve and Christmas. So I have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. So plan that pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um and then the rest of the company, because we are a small startup, they have the rest of the Christmas week off. So I'm working uh, Wednesday through Friday, which is fine. But typically, our clients also take that time off. So essentially, I'm saving PTO and not really doing anything. And so, ha, ah, look at that. Except whatever the company needs. Well, yeah. Well, right. and there's some fires that need to be put out this week, but guess what? I'm off the clock, so nah, 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 not my yeah. problem. I'm not the fireman on duty, so fuck exactly. off. Yeah. So I have yeah, a similar situation uh, with the holidays off. Well, so I started a new job. You know, I'm in my second week of that, uh, so I don't have any like PTO yet because it gets dumped in on the first uh, mm-hmm. of the year. Well, uh, it just so happens they were like, "Hey, by the way, uh, you know, like Monday's Christmas Eve, Tuesday's Christmas." Uh, Monday is New Year's Eve, uh, Tuesday's New Year's, uh, you get all of those off paid. So I get a four-day weekend, then I work three mm-hmm. days, then I get a four-day weekend, then I come back and work yeah. a four-day week. I was like, yeah. this is the best job ever. Yeah, that is awesome. Right. Uh, and what works for my PTO, going back to how I planned it out, is last week I had two days off, so I only worked three days. So I've only been working three days a week the last three weeks. That's so great. Hi, how about that? Yeah. I mean, that's all you normally work anyway, if you add it up, you know what I mean? Your real actual oh, work. way less than that. Then. Yeah, that's, that's really <laughs> adding, yeah, time. I've probably, in a year, mm-hmm. in the 52 weeks, I've probably worked a solid 12 weeks. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad I don't, be- like, employ you no. uh, for the show. No, here's the thing, though. You know? I do my work efficiently, so I don't too. take a yeah. lot of time right. to get my work done. So where, not to brag, but where someone uh, would take, let's say, three hours to finish a task, it takes me about 30 to 45 minutes. So the rest of that time, and I know this, uh, the only reward for getting your work done is more work. So I don't tell people when I get my work done. Mm -hmm. So then I spend the rest of that time where I should be working, listening to podcasts, uh, you know, having fun. Have you been reading my diary, Tom? Why is that? Because it sounds like everything. This is how I get by. I thought this was a, yeah. my secret. I thought. Yeah. Uh, now you're you're kayfabe, Tom. <laughs> like you're letting Tommy. everybody know, Tommy. Tom. That's that's the thing. That Tom. is the thing. Just remember. Well, we're gonna have to make this a paid for, episode. Yep. Yeah. But the only reward for getting your work done is more work. Mm-hmm. So don't get your work done unless they say you need to get your work done. Unless it's guaranteed. That your more work comes with more money, then there, there's a decision you can make there, right? Then you can decide yeah, if you want to take on the more work. But typically, it seems to not. Yeah. Typically, it seems to not everywhere that Anyhow. I've been employed. 
So yeah. So back to the holidays though. Um, got everything planned out. I think because you know everything's bought. Everything's bought and and good. The one gift that I have for Emily is something that she needs to pick the day and time for. So it is bought, but it has not been executed in the sense that mm-hmm. I got her some gag gifts uh, for her to like, what? And then I'll tell her, you know, this is what the real gift is. Mm-hmm. And then she has to pick the day and time for when that happens. Um, but that is paid for. So as far as gifts, um, all done. I, all um, done. My wife was all done. Uh, I finished um, over this weekend. She was gone on a, a – a, her birthday was a few weeks ago, and her friends were busy. Then her, you know, circle of lifelong sister friends, and then they did, went away and did like a girls' weekend, um, out and about, and had fun. And so I took that time to go finish my Christmas shopping. Obviously, right? Well, mm-hmm. my wife had been done, right? Everything was wrapped. And then one day we were arguing about something, and I forget, you know, kind of what we were arguing about at the moment. Uh, but it, it was getting a little elevated, right? We were arguing about something, and she goes over and she starts unwrapping these Christmas presents. And, and I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, I'm taking these back. And I was like, really? I was like, are you really like getting like, really? And she was like, no. And what they are is they were like slacks and button up dress shirts that I no longer need. Like I needed those for my previous job. And I was just saying like, I need a whole bunch more uh, cause I'd lost mm-hmm. weight and stuff. And so she had bought a bunch for Christmas and, uh, and, and, and so I don't need those anymore cause I wear jeans and like polos now. So yeah. she had meant to do that anyway, right? And she was just kind of like mm-hmm. on autopilot ignoring me when we argue. Like that's what, you know I mean, what I probably deserve. That's what she does. And yep. so I, I don't know, go figure, huh? It sounds like somebody uh, speaking from experience. Well, so uh, <laughs> so yeah, I uh, uh, was dealing with that. And then I was, so I'm sitting there going like, really? We're having an argument over this? And you're going to like take Christmas presents? But I was like, are you really being that penny? And she was like, no, dumbass, this isn't, like, really about you. Like, this is, like, so, yeah, so she's got to go oh, out and finish yeah, some more. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I get you. Um, I went out and did it while she was gone. I took that opportunity, right, while she was out on her um thing to go pick up her thing and to uh, allow the kids to pick up Christmas presents, right? They, they're they mm-hmm. still, they would rather I just pick them up something and be like, yo, this is from you. And they're like, yep, let me sign it. Yep, right? totally <laughs> like, on that. Yep. Give me the card, I'm signing it, right? Agree. Let me get back to Fortnite. So mm-hmm. did all that. I, I got a couple other things I'd like to pick up because, you know what I mean? Like you always think of something like, oh, I should, uh, you know, do no, X, Y, Z. But no, I also, okay. while she was gone, Tom, took the opportunity to completely clean and organize our basement down here. And it was unwalkable that it was like become the, the storage place where you just start throwing every box and everything that you have, you know, because it's unfinished mm-hmm. basement. Mm-hmm. And uh, that took me a good, I'd say, solid five hours, like. You know, Jeez. packing whatever needed to go in a box, like breaking down Stop. boxes, taking it to the curb, right? Well, the curbs, of course, you know, it's a it's a car drive away, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's not – so, yeah, I mean, I spent the whole weekend down there, like, because I we have an exterior part of the garage where some of this stuff should have been stored, you know what I mean, until we were ready to go through it and determine what to do with it and that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and then everything we'd bought for Christmas in the house here and since then and every, like, flooring box was down there just kind of thrown down there, you know? Ugh. Tom, living, living that, uh, you know, that uh, middle-aged male life there. Tom, what do you think of that? That sucks. Uh-huh. That <laughs> sucks. Uh-huh. So what else, What else man? you been up to? That's it, man. Ah, just I work. I first. Just work, man. Wife was gone all weekend cleaning the basement, Christmas shopping, second so week second on the job. Weekend, mm-hmm. second week on the job, mm-hmm. we're still enthusiastic? Yes. Yep. Okay. 
hundred percent. Yeah, like all of it a, so far. We yep. should keep that mm-hmm. a tally. We should see when the when the other shoe drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at some point when, I'm gonna uh, be like, you know what, this yeah. sucks. Yeah, <laughs> this is actually Flash forward really, to yeah, March. <laughs> He's like, yeah. God damn it, I didn't do a job. This place sucks. I don't like it at all. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it, man. And then you live a boring life. So right. So there's no. no? I've been training pretty good. That's mm. been good. I I haven't for been, rodeo uh, clown uh, college. What's that? For Rodeo Clown College you're training for? Man, I had a cousin that got a full scholarship to Texas A&M for bull riding. Nice. That's an intense thing to do, man. That is a really intense thing to do. It might be. Oh, I had a friend die from it. It might be up there with like one of those like, yeah, as as like a dangerous thing that you could knowingly, willingly do as pro wrestling. Right? Mm -hmm. Like you know you're going to get hurt doing this. Like it's not a you might. You're going to get hurt at some point doing this. I had a friend, uh, his name was Daniel, and he came down to Warrensburg when I was in college. We we had drinks, and it was a group of us. It wasn't just me and him. Uh, and I wasn't necessarily that close with him. I mean, I had a friend, you know, his number yeah. and things like that. Right. But uh, next day, he had a uh, a little, I don't know what they call them, competition or exhibition, whatever. A rodeo? A bull. Yeah, a rodeo. <laughs> I think that's what and it is. Bull. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And the bull fucking kicked him in the chest and killed him next day. Yeah. That shit's real. Anyhow, I mean, I just like uh, I like the um, what was the um, what was the what they call the the sex move that was the rodeo, is like uh, when, yeah, it's when, it, when you're in doggy style and you and you grip with your arm and you tell her that her sister was tighter, right? And you try to stay on for eight seconds, right? Like, it's the rodeo. What nope. the hell is that? No. <laughs> Jesus. That's great. You never heard of that? Come on, that's old hat. Yeah. <laughs> that's the rodeo. <laughs> Try it tonight. I guess in Manhattan, Try it tonight. Kansas it is. Try it tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just whisper it softly into her ear and try to <laughs> try to hang on. The trick is your bounce. You know what I mean? You gotta have this arm up. Try to, you know what I mean? Like you gotta keep yeah. Mm-hmm. For anybody watching on YouTube, if we post this one, you you'll see my uh, arm motion. It's effective, right? That's crazy. Bucking. No, no. Right. no what I was saying start. is I was training with uh, the CrossFit and the mm. MMA. Been doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting to gear up mm-hmm. and get into the, like, so the first, you know, get the rust off, mm-hmm. get some, you know. Right. A lot of rust. Back. Um, but now I'm getting into where it's like, okay, now we're getting into the, the meat and cheese of this training. So kicking it into high gear. It's been fun. Is the meat and Today, cheese. Oh. It, Hmm. Today's workout, 150 dumbbell snatches. So hmm. you just take the damn dumbbell and you throw it over your head, and then you switch hands and you throw it over your head. 150 as quick as you can. Wait, you take a dumbbell, weight, 35-pound weight, mm-hmm. and you do what with it? You you. So you take it and like you almost do like a deadlift, right? So right. You okay. Take it from the ground uh-huh. and you bring it to your hip, and then you switch it. No, a dumbbell. Right. So one. You're, Right. You're thinking of a barbell. Right. No, yeah, barbell. No, no, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm following you. Yeah. Okay. And then you bring it was, to your I hip. I was thinking of holding you, two of them, but you're holding one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just one. And then you bring it to your hip, and then you switch over your wrist, and yeah. then you punch through. Yeah. And then you come back down. Right. And then you switch 150. So, so, you're, so you're not – the term snatch implies that it's in the air and you're grabbing it, but that's not what you're – I don't know where – all of these – here's the thing. I like CrossFit. I've been doing it for a couple years. Yeah. Uh, the first time around, I lost a ton of weight, and I felt yeah. great. I still feel great doing it this time. I will tell you this. Full disclosure, 
I don't know what any of the fucking uh, names mean. I don't know any of the Chipper, uh, yeah. Diane, Dude, um, yeah. Murph, all it, that shit. I just go like, just tell me what I'm doing. That's something <laughs> that turns me off from that whole genre of, of stuff because because of that, right? I call that the like, uh, it, it's a it's a they're, they're smelling their own farts too much over there, right? Like get over it and just call it whatever its fucking clinical term is. Like I much. I, I take it a lot more seriously if you tell me it's a fucking jumping jack or whatever. Well, even that sounds kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like, if you tell me yeah. this is a goddamn crunch, right? Like, I get that, right? Yeah. You tell me it's a sit-up, I get that. You tell me it's a push-up, I get that, right? An arm curl, a leg bend. Like, yeah. these things make sense to me, right? Now, if you tell me, yeah, when, they, when they've got their... You know, routines, I get some of that, I guess, right? You have a name for yeah. whoever designed I mean, I the routine. Get it, but I don't, but... I don't invest in it. So when people are like, oh, have you ever done, you know, Jackie's workout? I'm like, no. Oh, maybe I have, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, that's it too, right? So, okay, so I get it, right? Like, and, and even if I'm in CrossFit, right? Let's say I'm doing that. I don't ever envision myself being that person, right? Because when they're going to come and be like, yo, did you do the the Diane Johnson, right? That's where you do. Mm-hmm. And then, and because the, they always have to tell you, right? Like, okay, so like just start telling me what you had to do for your workout because that's where this is going anyway, right? And it's always something intense, right? I'm never going to be like, oh, that's, you know what I mean? That's wildly different than the other 50 burpees and the 100,000, you know, squats and the whatever. Like, it's all really intense shit that hurts your body. I get it, right? Like, it, it's, it's, Mm-hmm. It's no different to me what you did versus what Tom did versus what this guy did because it all sounds like it kicks the shit out of you and you get in shape, right? Like, great, great story. <laughs> like, okay, Indeed. let's do it. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so well, you've been hey, training. about the ranting on CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Let's get into some news. Mm-hmm. You want to talk, talk a little WWE uh, yeah. world of wrestling news? We've got some interesting topics lined up here. I like this. Well, I'm going to get into the first one. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Um, for fans of outside of the WWE bubble, there is um, the the rubber band club, the bullet club, the elite, whatever you're calling them now. Uh, and they have a YouTube series called Being the Elite. And the newest episode will be covering the farewell, I guess, tour or fa- farewell event of Cody, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Page uh, leaving Ring of Honor. The swan song. Mm, there it is. So what do you think about that? So Hangman Page, Cody, and then the Young Bucks. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, two two schools of thought there. One is, well, they're going to WWE, right? Mm-hmm. Two, and the more interesting one, and the one that I like to you know get a little jazzed up about, is this whole Jacksonville Jaguars owner is going to start a pro wrestling promotion. Jim Ross is involved, and these four gentlemen are involved. Great. What do you think? What's your gut say? What's your gut say? February one. Let's just assume that's the next time we see them. You know what I mean? W- what are they doing? I think both options could be and would be amazing. And I'm gonna say, God, I hope Jim Ross isn't involved. I just I'm, he... well, I think he's gonna be involved from like a talent relations, not like the play by play guy. It, Which it... hey, look look what he did when he was at WWE. Now that's you know. Mm-hmm. Lightning it, in the bottom, it sounded maybe. more likely that this Jacksonville Jaguar things is a thing that you know the owner of that starting this new company with these guys is a thing, right? That's what sounded the most plausible to me until right now, as I sit here thinking about it, wouldn't put it past me for these guys to pull off what they consider the ultimate troll and ultimate swerve, mm-hmm. right? And to put mm-hmm. all of this out there so that when they show up on WWE, holy shit. 
right? Like everybody's yeah. like, oh mm-hmm. my God, right? They make a few yeah. phone calls. They get some people to go, yeah, uh-huh, and leak some shit to the news. It's fairly easy to accomplish. And WWE mm-hmm. right now is in a supposed, which we'll cover more later, of, hey, we're changing. This is new stuff. You're going to see new stars. It's going to be surprises. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. We'll get into whether or not we think that's valid or not. But who knows? The more I sit here and think about that right now, I go, oh, well, shit, man. I, you know what I mean? I could legitimately see that also. So I really yeah. kind of right now on the fence. If you had asked me this an hour ago and not kind of brought up even the thought of WWE, I would have thought, yeah, this is they're going to do this thing now, and here we go. And I kind of still hope that kind of happens too, because you can always do the WWE thing, right? Like you can kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, like if this doesn't get off the ground, do the WWE thing. Yeah. yeah, I, I think, I think we we'll, we will see them doing something with either the Jacksonville Jaguars owner or someone like that. But I don't think it's going to be the traditional, hey, Impact Wrestling is starting up or you know TNA as it was. I think we're going to see maybe something more along the lines of like how the NWA title just shows up at these random events or global. What was what was Jeff Jarrett's thing called? GFW, Global Global Force Wrestling. Global Force Wrestling, right? Right. Um, so more like a bunch of all-in events and then sprinkling around of the other high-profile independents and trying right. to just kind of bl- like kind of fluff the scene, as it were. Exactly. Capitalize so, off of that. I think we're going to see something more along those long lines. I, My gut tells me, even though I would not be shocked, but my gut tells me in 2019, after the success in 2018 of All In and how much they wanted to pat themselves on the back, and deservingly so, I feel like they're not going to go like, well, let's just lay it up and get go into WWE. I think they have this ego, this drive, this determination to say, we can do All In too. Now, fast forward, and if All In 2 sells 100 tickets and four people watch, well, then let's go lay it up and go back to WWE or, you know, in, in the case of Cody, but the others will go to WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I think I think how successful All In was, I think their ego is going to say, we can actually do this. We well, can make it work. What if WWE's pulling the strings the whole time behind here and they saw CW the CW style? Yeah. They saw the, the, you know what I mean? The greatness mm-hmm. of it. Maybe they helped fund some of it. Maybe now they're trying to enhance some of that also. And yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars is helping them get um, – you know, helping them get trademarks without having to do it right under the nose of all the media. Right. You know what I mean? So, man, you know, there could be that too. But that sounds like a lot of conspiracy theory kind of shit. Yeah. So I don't know that I, I want to go think, down that route. Yeah. I think more of a special events for 2019 brought to you by All In, which are these four guys. Yeah. I think that's what we'll see in 2019. Um, I believe that one. I would believe that one in WWE 2, to be honest with you. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting part. The second part of them leaving is, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, also put a lot of eggs in the basket of Cody, Young Bucks, Hangman Page. Now, they still have uh, Marty Skrull. They're still Kenny Omega. But but that's who those guys were fighting. (laughs) Right. But those four leaving kind of feels like, you have an opportunity for Ring of Honor to say, like, well, here's some new talent. It's, uh, you know, Jeff Cobb. It's, you know. Uh, yeah, this is how it goes. Jay Lethal, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But I also feel like in 2019, at least for the first quarter to into second quarter, hey, Ring of Honor, hey, New Japan, 
you know, with these guys leaving and potentially more, if this is, you know, the all in promotion comes about, you guys have some work to do, you know, a lot. Or girls, mm-hmm. girls have some work to do as well. Yeah. You got a lot to do. Yeah. I, um, it will be interesting to see what comes of this, but something is going to happen, right? Like Definitely. soon, something's going to mm-hmm. happen soon. So yeah. What's next? Well, we shall see. All right. Next story I got for you. And this one caught my eye just because of the level of talent that is going outside of the umbrella. And it is Johnny Gargano will face Austin Theory at Evolve 120 in Woodside, New York. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? It's going to be Saturday, J- January 19th. Uh, Johnny Gargano, now heel Johnny Gargano. And uh-huh. spoiler, oh. NXT, you might see something with him and Tommaso Ciampa involving Aleister Black. But that's for another well, story. And, and but sorry. Johnny Gargano, a top guy. Five star match NXT, you know, as the baby face was the Sami Zayn face of the promotion, mm-hmm. going outside and working a, a match for another company, Evolve. What do you thought? What are I, your thoughts? I like it, and I will cover more of this kind of concept in the next segment. Which, by the way, this is a special episode. These these holiday episodes, traditionally, if you've been a fan of the Spanish announce table, you well know we do a Christmas wish list. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, next episode, we'll do kind of like a year in reviews, a recaps, and awards maybe, and we'll do a New Year's resolutions, those kind of things. Um, but here, we keep this one short because we've got stuff to do. It's the holidays, as we mentioned. Definitely. So we'll, now, we'll cover, but um, I, I'm going to cover that in my wish list. So, But this one in particular, I like this. I, this Johnny Gargano fits that that company well. well. from Evolve. Right, right? exactly. Remember, he was right. from Evolve. Um, and you know, the street profits have been a a Uh part of evolve. It gives them credibility. Uh, It's really good for everybody. Strong did something Mm -hmm. there too. Uh, It makes sense for him to say, you know, I'm going back, right? Mm -hmm. I was an evolved superstar. Now welcome me back home kind of thing. That's cool. That's a, I just feel, I feel like if it was a, uh, lesser used talent on NXT, for example, a Matt Riddle, a, uh, um, yes, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fat black guy, what's his name? Kevin Lee, Keith Lee, Keith Lee, uh, mm-hmm. Keith Lee. If it was one of those guys going to shine a lot like, more, well, yeah. yeah, right. Well, it, Cassius Ono, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, yeah, because I mean, what the fuck are they really doing, right? Now Matt Riddle might be getting pushed, but you get what I'm saying. Johnny Gargano. When you say NXT 2018. It's Johnny Gargano. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa as well, but Johnny Gargano. Well, but you know? Ciampa and Gargano, yeah, that, they both fed off of each other to make all that happen. So, yeah. And even Gargano had that amazing, amazing title match against yeah. uh, Cien Almas. Right. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. it's just like, really? You're going to let that one go? He was the, the face the of NXT. That's what I'm right, yeah. Rips an ACL, breaks a shoulder. I don't know. Like, hopefully that doesn't happen. And obviously he's done a million matches, so it's not like he's mm-hmm. necessarily injury prone. I think he but busted a ball. Happen. I think he busted yeah. a ball. Yeah. That was not good. Yeah, get something it. in his eye. Can't see for a while. That Part of sucks. the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see. I hope we see more of that. And that's a little bit of a spoiler also uh, for the next segment. Now, if you don't like spoilers, uh, here's a true Sorry. fact. Well, guess what? Sometimes life sucks and you don't always get what you want. Right? Yeah. yeah. I kind of talked over that. Sorry. But, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. All right. So, then let me get into something that I want to talk about. And this is big news because the McMahon family, you know, minus Linda, uh, because she's, you know, one of our damn uh, cabinet members, apparently. So, um, 
And that apparently she is. She's yeah, right. The small yeah. business in yeah. the United States yeah. of America. Because, you know, they run that super small business there. You know, that, that yeah, company. That mom and pop shop. That mom and pop shop that definitely didn't kill small businesses around the damn country slash world. Yeah, okay. All right, so the McMahons, uh, the on-screen ones, uh, show up to Monday Night Raw, and they promise Hey, we hear you. We realize this sucks. We've been phoning it in. We've been focused on other things, right? I'm paraphrasing what they say, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they go into the whole, uh, this things are going to be different now. Starting now, we're in control, and you know what I mean. And, and we're doing away with uh, the the him uh, rematch clause, right? They start throwing around all this shit, right? And and mm-hmm. forgive me, this is not journalism here. I'm going to go off on opinions mm-hmm. here. Um, I'm not buying any of this. This sounds like ass talk to me, right? People are talking Mm -hmm. right out of their ass. This sounds like they are saying everything they think they are supposed to say right now. Right? Right? They think they're like, like, we're we're, we're fixing it. Now we're here. No, no. Oh, no, no, no. You are the problem. Like, do Mm -hmm. we not, do we not Mm -hmm. like have some self-realization here? Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt what you were about to say. No, I was going to say the, the the speech they had that kicked off Raw felt a lot like, and I don't have kids that I know of, um, but yeah. it felt a lot like, you know, when you catch a kid in a lie or you catch mm-hmm. a kid doing something wrong and that apology where they're not, apolo- they're not apologizing to you because they're sorry. They're just saying things that will hopefully make you as the parent just story of my life yep. stop it yeah just yeah. like just every day uh, every day right? i'm, I'm like so, oh i have to go and hey, don't insult my intelligence that's how that whole right. promo felt it was like yo yo yeah. because like here uh so they bust into the whole rematch clause that's gone like oh excuse me oh okay Are, am i to believe then that your own made-up obligation is why you guys keep having to write the same storyline over and over and over again to death that's why because of that damn mm-hmm. rematch clause huh that's why you keep writing the same shit over and over again, and that's why you're suddenly going to stop now. I don't buy it. I don't believe a second of it. Well, and to specifically call out that, I don't think nobody mm, thought that was the problem. Me if I'm wrong, but I never heard that as a criticism. Exactly. I never heard I've, of like you know right. why I don't watch Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. or you know why I don't watch pro wrestling because if they lose, they just get an immediate rematch. I've never really heard that criticism. I now, griped about it here. Go, yeah, I mean, you can specifically go to certain instances, of course, but I'm well, saying, generally speaking, we don't say, like, you know what I hate? Instant rematches. It's, yeah. No, you know what I hate? Just because rematches. And there's a difference. I've said on the show that I thought I, it was never like a, this is stupid, they should no longer do it. I would just went, of all the things that they pulled the WWE move on of pretend it never happened, they mm-hmm. never did that with the rematch clause. It was like there was like a real rule for some reason that they had to have these stupid. And I was like, oh, no, it's because they don't have any ideas. So they try to stretch these out for as long as they can. There are simpler ways to do this, right? Like there's not. And and the whole like, well, we need new stars. It's not that we need new stars. What we've been complaining about is Rey Mysterio is fine. Randy Orton is fine. But you have Rey Mysterio going against Randy Orton, which we've seen forever. We don't want that. We want new feuds, new matches, new storylines. You can use Mm -hmm. the old people because they are experienced and they're very valuable cogs. And here's the thing. 
Nobody cares about six random people you're bringing up from NXT. It's like it's NXT season one again. Like, mm-hmm. dude, what is this? And, and like, it's that's great. Okay, so you want new people because we've got all these old people hanging around. You're not getting rid of the old people, too. Like, you're just bringing up and adding these other people on. This None of this makes sense. It sounds like you still don't get it. So don't sit mm-hmm. here and go like, oh, we finally get it. No, you don't. No, you now, don't. I will say this. As a devil's advocate, this is what I will say. Mm-hmm. Um as a counterpoint to what happened on Monday and Tuesday. It is Christmas, right? Yeah. So let's also take for what what timing uh, is happening sure. when they okay. made this announcement. You're not – for example, like I just said, uh, next week, Christmas, no one is going to be at work. It's going to be me and another person that I, I rarely see, right? So – if I get a brand new outfit for Christmas, like, I don't know, a Spanish announce table hoodie that you can get at cafepress.com or SpanishAnnounceTable.net, yep. and I get that hoodie, I'm not going to wear it Christmas week at work to show it off because no one's there. Right. And so I think a little bit of this announcement was kind of mistimed in the sense of, uh, hey, we have something new. Really, right now? Well, no, 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 because we know you guys are busy. It's going to be in January. I feel like they should have said that. And I know that's breaking kayfabe because you always want people to mm-hmm. to be watching each and every week. But I feel like what we're going to see, and I'm maybe yeah. even hopeful here, is going to happen the second week of January, the end of January going into February. I don't think – because even if you watched Monday Night Raw, you had them say, we're getting new faces and new matchups and to – uh, to you know, make this point to drive this point home, we're gonna see Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor, yeah. and you're like, well, and Wait here's a minute. here's Baron Corbin to get beat up by the same guys who beat him up less than 24 hours ago. Right. Like, yeah. what are you fucking talking about? Like, what are you fucking talking about? None of this yeah. is different. That was my problem. Like, you guys, well, but to play <laughs> devil's advocate, I right. think again, it's because hey. Next okay. week, we are, we already taped our shows. You know, we taped two shows in one night, so we already got next week in the can. Let's let's right. get through the holidays because we know Tim is busy with, you know, mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Tom is out there, you know, drinking away just empty feelings that he has. Uh, we'll get into this in January. Mm-hmm. But I get why they can't say, like, well, that. All right. I've got some advice and suggestions for them to think about while they are getting through the holidays, right? Because, you know, they don't take breaks, but yet they're going to use the holidays as an excuse. Mm. So, <laughs> um, it, yes, new matchups and new faces are great. But you could roll an endless circus of people I've never heard of through the door each and every week, and you'll still see yeah. declining ratings. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares if you don't give me a goddamn reason, right? Like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some of you out there, the reason is, well, this guy does cool flips and shit, right? But that is not the average television viewer, especially mm-hmm. here in the United States where the majority of your money's coming from. Like, yeah. it's just not how it works. You got to come up with some storylines. If it takes you hiring better writers, I mean, we discussed this where you have to temper the writers a little bit because it's a different animal in the wrestling world, right? You have a wholly different yeah, animal. Yeah, we talked about this. Well, we talked about this uh, uh, through text. Yeah, week. at length, it's, right? Yeah, because pro wrestling is a different animal in this sense. And I wholeheartedly uh, believe this because there's proof to it, but you can't necessarily hire the best soap opera writer from days of our lives mm-hmm. to then come over to wrestling and say like, Hey, all that cool shit you did over there. Can you do it here? And on 
the other end of the spectrum, I don't think you can say, hey, 30 years pro wrestling fan, write us the greatest pro wrestling. Because the best have a mixture of both. And that's why a guy, well, is yeah. it Brian Gertz or something that mm-hmm. left? Who's, who's the Rocks guy? Is it Gerwitz. Brian Gertz? Gerwitz. Gerwitz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why he left. You yeah. know why? Because he, not, not to say he mastered, but he did awesome in pro wrestling, but pro wrestling wasn't his lifeblood. So when right. Rock left, he goes, well, hey, there's some more money over there. And he went there, right? Yeah. It's because you can't have outsiders who know nothing about this because we've seen locally – if you don't know what mm-hmm. wrestling is, you will fail in WL. And if you don't know uh, anything other than pro wrestling, well, you're just going to tell the well, same story because it's predictable. I've got suggestions for them then, right? So what you okay, don't do it. is you don't hire those people to write your scripts and your full-on details of your storyline, right? But there's no reason you can't have a pool of guys to sit there and kick out ideas all damn day long that you can Mm -hmm. then fluff and take and use and manipulate. There's no reason you can't source out people to listen to every damn talk show and podcast they find to hear those little nuggets and go, ooh, I heard random schmuck have a thing that maybe we Mm -hmm. can work with, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Because you can't do it by yourself when you have to kick it out every damn week 15 hours of programming every week. Like, you're mm-hmm. going to have to crowdsource some of this, right? Like, yeah. start doing some of that. Pay some schmucks slightly above minimum wage to just come up with reports. Hey, here's some random shit I heard some people suggest. It may suck. It may be good. And somebody's going, no, 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 no. Okay, I'll let them read that one. I'll let them think about that one. And, like, you know, maybe 5% ever reach even somebody's desk who matters. But there's some fresh ideas that that person didn't think about. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe they come right. up with something off of those, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, how, how many times have I give you a list of random things and a slight concept, or our listeners have, and you came up with T-Max story time, right? There's people right. like you mm-hmm. that can do that if we just give them some tools, right? So they can do some things like that. There's And there's also how they're writing this, right? Like you said, there's three segments of Nia Jax. Guys, you have way too many people. Keep these real quick and short. I, if I see Bobby Roode more than two minutes on my screen, you've spent too much time on him because you have so much time to fill. Let me see the next part of the Bobby Roode chapter next week, right? Like, leave me a cliffhanger, and you could give me 14 cliffhangers each week. You would make Raw one of the most exciting things all week because every storyline you're only just getting a little snippet of, but all of it's enthralling, right? You have to spread this out over time but make it short and just make it so many that it's boom, 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 and you're like, holy shit, they've got so much going on on Raw. Does that make sense too? Like, yeah, you stretch it out it and then compact be... so much in there. Like, I just... right? Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want your segments to be droning to where you're like, really, we're still going with a ten minute segment. And even to further the point, not to pile on, but in classic McMahon uh, uh, structuring, yeah, is. Here is a brand new Monday Night Raw, and we're going to kick it off with a 20-minute promo. God damn it, guys. You've done this every time. Mm -hmm. And I get because if you go back, and one thing to really pay attention to is when McMahon did, Vince McMahon, did the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, one of the things he said is you have to have a story at the start to make people care about the match later. And that is true, right? It's hard for a general viewer to just say, Here's the bell, and here's music. Here comes Bobby Roode, and here's another guy. Well, why are they fighting, right? And I understand that. But the 20-minute promo that says, here's what we're starting with, and at the end of the night, this is going to have a bow at the end, 
that's where we have to stop it. Stop yep. being so formulaic, right? You can have the main story, but the main story doesn't necessarily need to be the first segment. It doesn't need to be Seth Rollins' music hitting. It can be at 8.15, and the first segment can just be – now, I'm I'm going all around here. But the first segment can be a United States championship match for mm-hmm. you know Shinsuke Nakamura well, versus Rusev. You have a dark match for the live crowd for a reason. Your TV audience might need that also. You know what yeah. I mean? We might need a teaser to go, oh, shit, and then we go, mm-hmm. all right, let's get into this, right? Like, yeah. that's how they do TV writing. And here's another idea. Okay. It was very evident. While we railed on the McMahons for here you guys go thinking that, like, oh, we finally get it when you don't, we've talked about how Vince McMahon is just better at this than the other McMahons and the other people who have tried mm-hmm. to come after him. So when he's mm-hmm. having his segment with The Miz on SmackDown, it's just way better than any authority figure they've ever tried to plug in there. He just comes off way better. So what you've got to go do is find yourself, if it's got to be actors or a guy like Corey Graves who you can no longer really use in the ring or maybe just aren't going to, like a Leo Rush, like they're never really going to make mm-hmm. him a huge thing, but he's great on the mic, start moving those guys into those roles, right? Who can right. play those better, who are believable actors, because like mm-hmm. McMahon playing him off of me like, yeah, 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 shutting the door felt so damn real. And we don't mm-hmm. get that with some of this other garbage you keep throwing out here, guys, right? The acting right. game has to step it up. You've got to get coaches yeah. in there. You've got to have acting courses to understand storytelling and structure. And Because the same – the same, what you're saying about, like, the television writers not working for, like, soap operas and stuff, yes, absolutely. But story arcs and how you structure a story and how you segment it out and your plot points all mm-hmm. 100% apply. All of them 100% apply. All of your, like, when your twist should come and your rising action should come and your falling action and your resolution should come, all of those plot points should 100% apply to the storytelling aspect of pro wrestling. So that's where some some outside help of people who are just successful at that can help them miles. Like, And they just don't get that. I agree, but I also think a little bit is that... I think where I totally 100% agree with you, I also would counter with, man, that's asking a lot because now yeah. you're saying be a good actor and then also do this other thing that no one else does and understand how to read a crowd and then perform yeah. a physical pro wrestling Well, match. so that's, that's where – so you do that more so in in your authority figures, right? Like your guys yeah, who are playing a, that McMahon role and that kind well, of stuff, we can get those that's guys. That's where I get irritated. Let's tell a different story. You know, well, 205 that Live, right. I, I watched a little bit of 205 Live because I was bored. Uh-huh. Um, and it opened with an authority figure. Yeah. So all three damn shows yes. are an authority figure tells talent what to do. We can t- we told before Austin McMahon, fun fact for the new uh, pro wrestling fans, we told stories different. The four horsemen never had an authority the, figure, yeah. The commissioner, uh-huh. you know, telling them what to do. Now there were board members and blah, you know, forced rematches. Yeah, there was Jack like Tunney and stuff, but I right. mean it was never the focal so point. Re- right. Yeah, Jack Tunney was never a 20-minute promo to start WWE superstar. He was never the protagonist. He was never the antagonist. He was that. He He was was the decision maker. Yeah, he was just the he was the Supreme Court essentially in pro wrestling. Right, and that's what you can do with authority figures. You can use them as a. And, and for people internationally, the Supreme Court is the, like the last decision maker. Well, in just American how Vince did with politics. with the with the Miz, right? He didn't like become the center of that storyline. He was just like 
Vince, I want this done. He's like, what do you want me to do about it? You suck. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like go figure it out some other way. That's well, great. Well, That's great. Well, as long as it's believable. With Vince, it's believable. With Paige, I'm sorry it isn't. Like, she's no, just not I that good. I think it was, actually. I don't know. I think was. she was great, and I thought her role was perfect. She's the, better than the what they've is, had out there, but, yeah. like, it's definitely not there with Kurt Angle, and it's definitely not yeah. there with well, Fakon. What I say you know? is, is, you know, this whole revamp, to me, and again, trying to pay attention to the IWC on Twitter and things like that, I didn't necessarily hear that SmackDown was sucking that bad. Now, right. definitely old matchups like you said the randy orton uh ray mysterio thing but i thought Paige was doing good like raw was suffering with the authority uh storyline i thought Paige was being used great where it was like hey we need to do a contract signing well okay. someone needs to be there and hey we need a match right now well, i'll make it happen but she i don't great uh, but for... we need to start telling stories going back to my original point mm-hmm. we need to start telling stories away from not everyone has an authority figure that they want to hate or love, right? Sometimes my beef is just directly with you, yeah. or sometimes my competition is just for the title. Yeah. It doesn't need to be uh, this this authority figure burden all the time. I, I 100% agree with that, that it does not need to be. I do, however, think they 100% dropped the ball with the Baron Corbin thing. Did you hear how much heat he was getting on Raw when he came out? Well, and they were. I, I don't mean, think like, that's done. I don't think that's done. You don't think it's done? Because that's the, like, the deal is they because it was new and different that it was like an active guy who was still, you could argue, in his – like he's probably not even in his prime yet, right? Mm-hmm. Still on an ascending – Mm-hmm. Uh, figure on the roster and he could have mm-hmm. become drunk with power which he started to do but then you just made it an easy joke if you made him believable and hard to beat and cunning and this is where the writers help right like how to make it like well what the fuck did mm-hmm. he really mean what you know what i mean what's he really getting at like the hidden little like the there's no more of man what's really going on right like we don't have to think that anymore because it's just so blatantly obvious what's going on and it's pretty boring and simple like it's just too simple anymore like i just i don't i don't know well but it's hard though too because where i want to be you know a little bit fair is you know for example i think for for a new wrestling fan one of the stories that I thought was cool, but I could see from a mile away, but that's because I watch wrestling for 10 hours a week for the last yeah. 20 years plus, right? Was when Dean Ambrose came out with his fun little masked men, called out Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins didn't come out, so then he did an open challenge, and that was cool, right? That's a new matchup because yep, right. going into Monday Night Raw, you did not think that there was going to be an Intercontinental Championship match between Tyler Breeze and, Drew, and Dean Ambrose, right? Cool. And then Dean Ambrose wins because he's the better talented heel, but he's the better talented wrestler than Tyler Breeze. And he wins. But then he goes, you know, Seth Rollins, you coward. You were never there. Well, he was dressed up as one of the guys and he beats him up for me and you and most of the listeners here that uh, have watched pro wrestling. We probably all saw that coming. But for my girlfriend, who I forced to watch this stuff, she was genuinely shocked because she hadn't seen that. Right. Sure. One thing that is hard for the pro wrestling writer is where that hits well with Emily, that does not hit well with me or right. you because we've seen this a million okay. times. And it's yeah. so hard because, well, you know, 
everything there's nothing new under the sun kind of thing aha so here i've got a suggestion also right and we're, we're going to cover this more uh, in the next segment as well but you have a shit ton of different brands right now under your umbrella and they should mm-hmm. be that distinct different goddamn brands right we're sitting here arguing over some fine details about what we think there's the direction should be there's no reason they couldn't do both they have two main rosters. They have an NXT. They have an NXT UK. They have a 205 Live. You could be doing five different kind of angles and things for your f- different subsects of your fans, right? And then I won't be turned off by half the show and not want to watch it because I think half of it sucks, right? I might just watch this brand and be more dedicated to that and and watch that more and buy more mm-hmm. stuff from your advertising. Like, there, there's no reason you can't do that, guys. You could have... You could have the thing I want, the more plot twists and the, and the shorter segments and the, and the more nighttime drama-esque kind of mm-hmm. feel to it, right? Mm-hmm. You could have an, a, a thing where that, and you can cherry pick your specific talent that works best for that. And then you can have a 205 Live that's pretty much ROH light, right? Like we're just going to go out there and we're going to have these 20-minute matches where everybody flips all over the place and you go, oh my God, wow, right? You could have that, but you could, like you said, have Rey Mysterio Jr. in that. And you could have, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like you could... Sp- Cherry pick the best talent. Freaking Johnny Gargano could be in that. And Chop, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you could split this up, guys. Like, you don't have to fit everything into every show the same way. It doesn't have to be everything for everybody. And then out comes SmackDown and it's everything for everybody. And then it's right. NXT and it's like almost everything for almost everybody. And then right. it's 205 Live and it's like this thing for these couple guys. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, guys? Like, yeah. come on, brand yourselves right here. This is weird. If you had Coke, and then it was like kind of Coke also, and then like a, a Coke, but not as good yet, and then like a small Coke, like, and we're talking about the drink, right? Like, not cocaine, oh. but like, well, like I'm talking about like, let's say Coca Cola, <laughs> right? Like a Pepsi or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Like, if they had these different, like, they've got Coke and Sprite. And whatever their orange is, if it's Fanta or whatever there is, and a Dr. Pepper, right? But if it was like Coca-Cola, and then pretty much also Coca-Cola, and then here's Coca-Cola, but they just need a little bit more, you know, flavor yet. And then here's the the light-bodied Coca-Cola. Like, nobody would buy that shit. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't make yeah, any no, sense. So, like, you guys yeah. are doing that. I don't know. I What do I know? I don't get paid to do this, I guess. That is true. You are not getting paid. Right. But you can get some money if you go to tableshow at gmail.com and donate mm-hmm. a dollar. Help like out that. Tim mm-hmm. with his rants because he's uh-huh. obviously distraught over this uh, I just, new announcement that the McMahons are not really going to change anything. It's become clear that they just don't actually honestly get it. And they clearly think they do. And they just don't. And now, I'm hoping you, you brought up a thought I didn't think of. Maybe it just isn't there yet. Maybe they got to get through the holidays. What are you doing over there? I don't know. Something's happening. All right. Is that better? Yes. All right. So, yeah. Maybe they got to get through the holidays. Maybe they got to. I think that's what it is. I think. I don't know. Now, I'm being overly optimistic, right? I mean, I have no reason to be. But I'm thinking, hey, we're not going to shoot our shot when no one's watching on Christmas. We're not going to shoot our shot on New Year's when no one's watching. I think that's stupid and kind of. Well old style thinking because if you go back to podcasts right what's the biggest podcast ever hit in pro wrestling was when was cm the, punk oh no, right when cm punk shit all over wwe you know when that was dropped thanksgiving day all right it two million it broke a website mm-hmm. right so the whole like we can't do it because it's christmas can't do it because new year's they will come to stupid. you the notifications right. Right. the twitter yeah it will come to you right 
Right. But I also think they are trying to say like, hey, talent, take a break, yada, yada, yada. Anyhow, so I'm I'm holding out judgment until February, right? If it's February and it's a triple threat between Drew McIntyre, um, you know, Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler, well, then now fuck here, off, here, right? What it is. It's the, um, gosh. What are you doing over there, Tim? Throwing everything around? No, I didn't even touch it and just like started doing that shit. Um, all right. Um, it's Royal Rumble. In comes your elite guys. In comes, uh, you know what I mean? Like they, they make a few other changes but, and they go, look, everything's different now, guys. No, and then it's the right. same shit. But one thing I wanted to point out, just like you said, more. Oh, they do the faces. four horsewomen and then they'll right, be like, yeah. look, we brought in new people and great. Yeah. But like you said, more new faces does not mean better because one thing that you're not doing is flushing out the old, right? Damn, so but okay, that's what they're cool. gonna do. You brought in Lars Sullivan to SmackDown, and that's cool, whatever. But you know who you still have there? Randy Orton. Or I'm picking on Randy Orton a little bit, but let's use another person. You know who you still have there? Ty Dillinger. So let's get rid of one yeah, of them. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Let's get like that's my problem. Is cool. There's new faces, and that's fun for me. I like it, right? Because that's where you know, you can have new stories told with talent that hasn't yes yet been established. The other thing that I hope changes one one thing that I do hope that changes is when they try these tired storylines, they don't use the tired talent. And case in point was the bar and the new day, right? When the bar has a new person, don't have it be the fucking big show. Right. You found an no, older no. guy than people who've been on your roster for seven years. Yeah, like, what are you that's talking? the thing. You can you can do a that could have been Lars Sullivan. Third, that's what I'm saying. That could have been yes, that could have been Lars Sullivan. Yeah. That could have been um, one of the sanity guys that you're choosing right. not to use anymore. That could have been uh, the the heavy machinery guy, the little short mm-hmm. guy. That's good. They're going to be a comedy act, by the way. Yep. In a month. He's they're going make, for frat boys and they're not gonna they're not gonna hit. Yeah. He's gonna make heavy machinery. I bet you he makes a short little heavy machinery guy a stuttering Bubba Ray. That's exactly oh, what I see with God. him doing. Yep. It's just going like bah, bah, Well, they already bah, play him that way machinery. in NXT that he's like that's a, what I'm you saying. know what I mean he's so dumb. Now, if, yeah. if that's what Triple H is doing with him, what do you think Vince McMahon's gonna do with him? Right? So Ugh. that stinks for them. Um But anyhow, so Ron SmackDown. Let's say at least a positive. What was your favorite takeaway besides the announcement? What, what what did you like? And then we'll get into our Christmas thing after the break. But what did you like? What would you take away? Say like, okay, I'll get behind this. I I don't know. I I felt turned off a lot by Raw because I was just like, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are ending with the natty thing like you in with the natty thing nobody is telling you that this storyline is great and that they care and it's not about a fucking woman thing because everybody's telling you they love becky lynch right like we would absolutely mm-hmm. support her finishing the show like mm-hmm. so that was there they they in the baron corbin thing where i just thought they had so many forks and angles they could have went off of right like sure. even even if you take him out of power immediately but you just squashed him here like it just felt weird right and then the mcmahon thing turned out i don't think there was anything on there I enjoyed SmackDown better, but I'm worried. We talked about Daniel Bryan. He seems to be dead set on going the C.J. Parker route, which is a little unfortunate, but whatever. He pulls it off much better, in fairness. And definitely. In, and, in fairness better. and in fairness, most of the people watching him do it right now never heard or seen Parker, so right. what do yeah, they care? 
Um, so yeah, I don't. I, I really like that Ms. McMahon segment. I, I just, I, I do think that hey, they're at least acknowledging that they've been dropping the ball, mm-hmm. and they can say some shit. And if it's full of shit, they'll see in the, that the ratings aren't improving, right? So at least right. they can be full of shit that they, all they want, as long as we keep not watching. When you know, what I mean, when they're full of shit, then it, that should sort mm-hmm. itself out. So. That's my positive takeaway from Raw, that maybe they're full of shit and they'll realize they're full of shit. How about that? Isn't that positive? Uh, sure. Right. We'll say it's positive. <laughs> right. We'll say it's positive. Well, hey. I liked, yeah, you I tell liked me. the, the yeah. SmackDown main event. That's what I took away mm-hmm. because it was hopefully what that whole new faces thing does. Cause you want established talent, right? You don't want to just say, this is buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali, um, Cedric Alexander and, uh, Hideo Tommy in our main event of SmackDown. Right. Cause then the general fan would be like, who the fuck yeah, are these why? guys? Right? right. But how you, how we've been talking about, it seems like for this entire segment, what they did awesome. And what I hope they can do from now on is, Put in established stars with your newcomers, right? So Mustafa Ali, now I know Daniel Bryan's a champion, but even outside of that, Mustafa Ali pinning Daniel Bryan makes you go, oh, what? Yeah, who exactly, is this guy, right? right? And Cian Almas worked out for who Maven. had an amazing match when AJ Styles was the champ. Uh, if Cian Almas can, you know, fuck up AJ mm-hmm. a little bit, we go like, holy shit! Well, maybe we got something here. Maybe he and could eliminate the, the Undertaker thing. in the Royal Rumble. Then he's bound easy, for success. Easy, easy. But what I'm saying is that that main event gave me a little bit of hope of like, okay, in January, in mm-hmm. February, mm-hmm. we can see this. Now, it had the hallmark of one of the stupidest things that we hate is, hey, these two guys, they're gonna be a team. Why? Well, I don't know because they don't like those other two guys. Like, because they're both European or whatever the fuck it is. Right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like okay. Cian Almas and Daniel Bryan have no allegiance to each other. They don't give a shit. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But they're a team. You yeah. know, that was but what I'm going going to be positive about was that Mustafa Ali is getting a push and now it's gonna look like it's something. Um I thought, I thought SmackDown again was the better show. There was a couple things though that fell flat. The, and this is where it's hard, right? Because if I write down on paper the Samoa Joe Jeff Hardy um, story for Tuesday Night SmackDown, right. you would think that's good. Like if I told you that tonight, right? If I said, okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have Samoa Joe apologize, but then it turns into an intervention, and then he's gonna say how Jeff Hardy. Uh, can't handle his demons, but then Jeff Hardy's going to turn it on him and say, like, actually, you're projecting because you can't win anything now that you're on the main roster. You're projecting, you're bro. Like, right. But then, like, oh, okay, that's cool. Which was but a good diss. Watch that, right. But diss. when you watch it, I don't know. The crowd kind of sat on their hands, and I kind of went like, yep. I just okay. figured it out. Tom, I just figured out what the new thing is, what they're going to mm-hmm. do come January, like what the new thing is. It's been right under our nose the whole time. We've just been not talking about it. It'll be the WWE debut of Hello. Get out of here. Okay, Hello. let's take a break. That's it. Let's, take a break. let's not take a break because what I want to do before we do this, because it is a, a special show and we're not going to kind of cover in depth Raw and SmackDown like we did. I want to shout out all the glorious fans who have been doing yes. hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. Definitely. Right. Okay. And I've picked out the top yeah. 10. Right? Ten. The top. A ten. 
a fucking tan. Right? We picked them out, okay. and I'm going to read them right here. All right? First one, we're going to start with at B-Doves, at B underscore double underscore. D. D. By the way, dude, sent us a bunch of money, told us to get some Coronas. I got to be up front. I suddenly realized we had to renew the, the, uh, the website like in like two days, and I was like, oh, crap. And I was like, hey, we just got that money from B-Doves. So you bought our website. So how about this? I'm sorry we didn't get the Coronas. We told everybody uh, how great we think you are, but here's what also we're going to do, right? For the next year that we have this website, thanks to you, when we tell you to visit SpanishAnnounceTable.net, it is SpanishAnnounceTable.net brought to you by B-Double-D. Right? I like it. You like that? There you go, Mm -hmm. B-Double-D. You're the website sponsor. How about that? If you want to sponsor anything about this show, right? You want to sponsor the news segment. You want to sponsor Tweet the Table. You want to sponsor anything. Reach out to us, right? Maybe send us a, 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 a what you would consider a healthy donation, right? Tableshow at gmail.com on the PayPal and tell us what you want to sponsor. And we'll consider it and, and see if we want to accept your donation. Huh? Huh? There you go. You All like right, that? Let's get these tweets. Right. Yeah, let's get in these All tweets. All right. At B underscore double underscore D says, hold up. Hold up. How long has Carmella been rapping with our truth during the entrance? That shit has to stop. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, that's not coming across well. No, I don't it's like fine. It. No. What do you mean? She it's sucks. Fine. What else do you want her to do? Not be there. Uh, not doing that. She's good. I like it. But she's the I comedy like thing right now. Like, I, like it. I guess good it fits. Her. I mean, I did, yeah. she was the comedy thing with, with uh, what's his name? And the guy who's. Guess. Yeah, no, the other guy who's been showing his dick to little girls. Oh, Ellsworth. The, Ellsworth. Right, we haven't yeah. talked about that in the news, right? Where that dude's fucking a creep. Yeah, because it's not yeah. worth it. Oh, who knew? All right, who would have yeah. who who gathered that guy's a creep? At Katie first. Lady. Yeah, throw back here. Says, 2018 was definitely a year of first for the women in WWE. And hopefully, the final of those firsts will culminate at main eventing WrestleMania. Hashtag tweet the table. Oof. Oh, I don't know that WWE's ready to swallow that pill yet. Here's here's a quick question before we get back into it because I don't want to be too droning with this segment. But do you think, and just you know, can be a short form if you'd like. But do you think the WWE's emphasis on women's pro wrestling uh, is correlated to their lower ratings? Ooh, I think you could attribute lower ratings to subpar product that you've put out there both in your mm-hmm. in-ring and your and when i say your in-ring i don't mean that some of these girls are not good in ring what i mean is they're not telling any kind of story for the in-ring product to go along with right there's no in-ring story going on the matches don't really mean anything to us right there's not a that i can discern like a hey this is happening in this match right like and here's how i could tell somebody how this match went down like that that's just not there so yes but again, when you say that and we frame the question that way, it sounds like we're saying it's because they're putting out the women. No, what they're doing is they're forcing women out there that aren't ready, aren't good at this, and because you just want to say, look at how many women we're giving this opportunity to. Well, great, but you have the better grooming opportunity on your lower levels where they're arguably better off for long-term performance. So, yeah. Okay. I, I could yeah. I could see why that would, but it would be the same if they just threw random guys from the performance center out there that were right. athletic, right? But right. didn't know wrestling all that well because that's what they did but with I the girls. Think, they kept throwing them out I there until something though, stuck. That there's a subsection of guys that just don't want to watch women's wrestling, and when you put yeah. it on for the last hour of your show, oh sure, 
Yeah, and right or wrong, whether or not you think right, those right guys are wrong. wrong. I'm right, not yeah. saying that that's a sure. good or bad thing, but I'm just saying, you know. But I would say that aside. Women who didn't want to yeah. watch the Braun Painting matches, and so they tuned off when that was going right. on during the you know again era. again. You could have endless damn brands, guys. You could have that. You could have a Braun Panties brand if you wanted to, right? It probably wouldn't go well for you, but you get the idea right. of what I'm saying here, right? Whatever you thought, like this is an angle you want to go down. You know. I don't know. Right. Anyway, back Thanks to this. Tip. At the ultimate one says Becky Lynch is the man with or without the women's title. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, do you think that shine's gonna fade here with what the, what all's going on, or do you think she's still rocket up her ass ready she's to fly awesome. to the moon? Dude, oh my god, I don't know if you saw this, but she, uh, Lars Sullivan tried to go at her, and Becky Lynch torched him so bad that he deleted his tweet. Mm. Wow, how fucking awesome is that? Yeah, I I love her every, and I, I like that she's embraced that she's like the people's champ now, right? So she yeah. she manages to throw it in without sounding like she's playing into them. You know and what I mean? Like she's she's pulled it off really well. Everything sounds so genuine to the point where you know I'm assuming, and I've said this on the podcast before, but I'm assuming that Charlotte and Becky Lynch are still friends behind the scenes, of course. But all of these tweets make me go. She what? really thinks that, yeah. Maybe, she's thought that. Maybe they're not friends. She's at least thought what she's saying, well, right? And, and <laughs> Whether the, or not she well, thinks that's it. that's the cool thing about it is, is I don't know, right? I yes. don't know if this is real. I don't know if maybe Charlotte's saying, like, hey, go after this about me, right? And vice versa. But all I know is, man, this is real. Like, this is this is the part where I go, like, I don't know. Is that supposed to happen? Because, man, she called her a bitch, I think. You know, that's right, awesome. So right. if, she, if Becky can continue to do that without just hitting the same beat, I think she's going to be awesome. At Mr. Fourth Row says, Baron Corbin wants to be the GM, but the chairman of the, of the board have something else to say. Hashtag tweet the table. And I want to go a little more in depth on this one because, I, and I agree with you that we shouldn't base the show around I'm an authority figure drunk with power. I hate all the good guys because I'm an evil person and I just hate smiles and mm-hmm. I like my friends well, and I'm going to help them out or vice versa, right? We shouldn't have that. But where you were hitting with Baron Corbin for me was this is a guy who's in over his head to start, started to kind of get his feet wet, managed to figure out that he can kind of roll with the punches and can take advantage of the situation, but didn't realize that you can only do that for so long, right? So even if they would have killed his power right here if you wouldn't have squashed him and you made it almost to where he had a legitimate gripe to be like hey i, I that's not fair I, I shouldn't have lost that way that shouldn't count mm-hmm. and one of these four mcmahons goes i i agree with him you know mm-hmm. what i mean like and then there's an internal struggle and then he has a shot back at this and he still gets to have his strategic plays with his friends who might be trying to ride with him because he might have a shot mm-hmm. of power again right like mm-hmm. and you can have mm-hmm. other people vying for power like there's no reason that like you know what I mean? Like, it, rush. There, there's just these things that they could have done with this, and it just became a let's all point and laugh at him while Baron Corbin stands in a sling on him with his foot. Like, really? Oh, what was the whole last Braun several? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Braun Strowman. Yeah. Um, what was the whole point of the last couple months then, guys? Like, it's it, not it your show like... sucked, but it wasn't because of him, and it wasn't because of that storyline. It was because you guys don't know how to do any of this right. I, yeah, I agree. I think the story, I don't think it's over, but it, if it is over, it feels like the Vince McMahon sun angle where we just go, exactly, ah, exactly. Yeah. All right. We'll hit uh, another one from at B underscore double underscore D. He says, I hope Alicia Fox and Jinder win this Big Mac shit and win the vacation. That way I don't have to see them for a while. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. The Big that, Mac challenge. Hold on. <laughs> Let me go into that. So 
R-Truth and Carmella win your Mixed Match Challenge, right? They yeah. are the Mixed Match Champions of a tournament that you uh-huh. deemed important enough to give them the 30th spot in the Royal Rumble coming up next month. Right. And in their first match, after winning the tournament and getting the 30th spot and taking their vacation to the WWE headquarters, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Black which is which apparently is, stupid. Which is fun though. I mean, well, yeah, right. I mean, how yeah. many times can our truth play dumb black guy? Like that's right. a little racist. Anyhow, that's beside the point. But right, so your mixed match challenge champions, their first match since getting this victory and riding this momentum uh-huh. and like wave of success. Crowd behind they them. They lose to Miz. And a partner Miz didn't even pick. Yeah, <laughs> Miz was just handed. That's right. how good your tournament was. Yeah, that, that team lost to a random team. You yeah. dumb dumbs. Exactly. They, there's no. There's no. And this is where the help from the outside people who do this more successfully in terms of storytelling are better at. They're going to be able to see the overall. And I think we're going to cover this in the next segment the overall theme of the product that you're putting out of any particular brand, right? Like there's got to be an overarching theme that everything falls under and it can't contradict it. And it can't, you know what I mean? Like you have to, to it think just has of to these make things. Sense. If you want, if you want Miz to get that victory with a mystery partner so that then he can further his storyline with Shane McMahon to then get them to become a, uh, a tag team that is awesome and that is great and right it's even okay that if r-truth and carmella lose that match where it's not okay is if r-truth and carmella just lose clean where it right. has to happen is r-truth says hey babe we already won this match i don't really want to work that hard i'm really looking forward to, to the vacation i want to do a random dance break and that's how they lose. Well, or vice but, versa. Carmella says, hey, you know, I just got my hair did. I'm not tagging in. Uh, wait till after the rumble. Yada, yada, yada. Something. Miscommunication. I, yeah. If you want to keep them both baby face. But you can't just have your champions of a tournament that you say is important just lose. But I'm saying they don't have anybody saying exactly what you just said. They I'm need somebody the job in position. For they just, I know it. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing it. But I'm doing just... it for you, Tim. All right. I'm doing it for the listeners of Spanish right. Stable. Good. I'm doing it Good. for all of us. Because they don't have anybody there doing that, right? There's nobody sitting there going, okay, they're looking at, okay, in match one you did this, guys. You can't then in match three do the same thing, and we call it a good thing. Right? Like, there's no oversight. It feels like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know, I'm not back there, but it feels like they've got a bunch of agents assigned to certain people. Right? Like, so these people have Road Dog, and these people have whomever. And they go up and they go, Road Dog's like, all right, you got the fourth segment, and you have this match, the feud's this, we're building to this and many, what are you guys going to do tonight? And they go, well, we thought we'd do this and that. And they go, oh, you know what, that works? Okay, fine. Right? And, and Road Dog might think of his four matches, right? And he goes, yeah, everything looks good, nobody's mixing up, but then somebody else over here is handling their four people, right? And I mm-hmm. feel like those two aren't talking, right? Because we get a yeah. lot of the same things happening, the same characters, mm-hmm. just repackaged mm-hmm. in slightly different ways. There's not enough singular oversight of strategic planning, right? There's no strategic well, planning of the brand, the storyline, the, the theme. That's a little bit on the talent, right? Like if you're our truth and Carmella, you can't just say, and I don't know if they did or not, but I'm just saying it seems this way. You can't just say like, okay, boss, that works. 
I'll lose. You're right. You have to say like, no, if my character were to lose, they would be doing it this way or this way. Or why would they be yeah. okay after the match, you know? And you should say that because you know what? Like, you don't have that fear anymore that we talked about, like, where there's no other game in town, right? Cody Rhodes finally said, I'm not doing this anymore. And he's one of the most successful goddamn wrestlers out there now. You know well, what I mean? Now, he has talent, you also, but... You also have to shoot someone on Main Street to get fired from WWE because they just keep you around for fucking 10 years. Zack yeah. Ryder is still on the roster. So was our truth So listen, all right, let's move on then. At Katie First Lady says, well, how about instead of Tyler Breeze, let's just call him Tyler Black. He's not named Seth Rollins. Hashtag tweet the table. Oh, you know what? That would work. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's go. Yeah, get him away from... If you, if you were going to go away from his gimmick, right? And you mm-hmm. want to turn him like goth, he could just be like, I'm Tyler Black, right? Like, yeah. and just be like, all right, that works. Let's roll with it. All right. At WIR Cata says, I'd rather have a two hour raw, better storytelling, realism, and non scripted promos before new faces. Hashtag tweet the table. And I agree with them a lot. And we're going to talk about some of that in my Christmas wish list. But I mean, we're going to talk specifically about the two hour raw. And, you know, so we'll, we'll save some of that talk and the obvious, you know, counterpoints to that. But, um, yeah, I think we've he's echoing everything we've kind of said here. It's not about just new faces, guys. Like you're not storytelling, there's no realism, and your promos sound way too scripted. Like those are mm-hmm. three glaring problems you have that you can fix with acting coaches. You can teach with edu- even just education, like normal school. Go to a full sale doesn't have an acting class, like where they just yeah. kind of discuss like here's here's script writing and here's here's the theme of like storytelling throughout mm-hmm. time like there's just none mm-hmm. of this like none of this mm-hmm. I, I just i don't get it nope there isn't all right none of it two left we got at theo 75 says vince mcmahon announces on raw that he's transferring his brain onto a john cena clone and he will continue to run the wwe for the next 80 years and will develop the xlb the xba the xhl and the xls to begin in 2020 hashtag tweet the table that sounds plausible Sounds more original than what they did. <laughs> and final one at the ultimate one says, my Bay Oscar has the title, but she's being treated like a third string quarterback. Hashtag tweet the table because she is. She is the third string quarterback of that roster. Of the of the storyline. Well, yeah, you of the storyline. Yeah. Okay. I have a confession. Okay. So I hated Oscar. I know you did. I hated. I, I un, hate un, the stupid. Unnecessarily I hate so. No, it was very necessary. She couldn't <laughs> cut a promo. She okay. was being booked as this unstoppable force, which, meh. Didn't, it didn't look like it, right. Yeah, I agree with didn't that. Didn't look like it. Had a had a look that made me think of a kiosk at a mall, and nothing about her was charismatic. Now, though, she does all these weird, dumb things. Like, when they started chanting her name, and she starts just shimming, yeah. She has a little bit of this. She's like, cute. She's I, she's fun to watch. She's yeah, charismatic. It's yes. a dorky, like yes. uh, charming aspect of her character. You could you at know. a party hang out with her and never say a word because you're gonna like do some fun dances. You're gonna share some knowing glances, well, right? You know what I mean? Like you really need to be a comedy act, but right. doing that humanizes her. Exactly. And also, yes. Going through the first uh, women's TLC match and coming out as a victor gives you some credibility where I hated the, the whole, she has an undefeated streak. Well, first off, she's not beating anyone. It was just a bunch of bums. And then when she finally did face someone, she lost at WrestleMania. So fuck her. But now she's doing all these little fun things. She's saying no one's ready for Oscar. She 
can go through and has credibility winning the first Royal Rumble and now winning the first women's TLC. Okay, well, and she can I'm hold herself in the now, ring, so that helps. third string. Yes, exactly. But I'm not hating her as much as I used to. No, I, and I never did. I always felt that way. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, right? You're going to put her in the match to help Becky Lynch get through somebody so we can get to Charlotte or we can, right? You know what I mean? Like she's the, she's the, what Vince McMahon always said was the maintenance guy, right? Like, yeah, we're not like, I always felt like we shouldn't be having these major long title runs. Sure. An Oscar title run here and there, but she's never should be like the, on the post or the face, but she absolutely is great to be the counterpoint to those people that you're trying to build. Right. You know what I mean? Like she's definitely that level B for me is all how I always felt. And I know that was sacrilegious to some people, you know what I mean? They were like, oh my yeah. gosh, she's the best well, thing ever. And I'm like, That's oh, where I was getting okay. turned off when they're like, she's the best pre- uh, female pro wrestler of 2018. I would have bought it. I would have bought it if she was unstoppable because she was sly and technically savvy enough to beat these girls who were more powerful or more experienced or whatever, right? Like, because she knew the, the, the correct uh, way to choke them out or she knew the right, you know what I mean? Like, and it was just unstoppable because she was so skilled, but they weren't doing that. It was just. Here's a match, and she won. I was like, okay, well. Yeah, and yeah, now maybe I'm also just getting beat down with the stupidness, and now I'm finding charming. But I also, you know, before this, I hated the, like, awkward and stupid dance that she would do when they're like, look yeah. at this unstoppable force. It's like, it looks like she's having a seizure as she walks to the ring. Who's right. fucking scared of that? Right. And what's with all these goddamn colors? fucking jesus that's what she i mean puked, like it was did she puke skittles and then put it into a coat it's Fuck like if girl. they yeah it was like if they had zach Ryder come out with the one-legged pants still doing yeah. the long island iz and they were like he's unstoppable and nobody can beat him i'd be like what but, like, now, what yeah, but now i guess maybe it's just because they've done it so long it's like ah, look at you that. just, it is what it fun. is you've just accepted and it she, now, and yeah. now she's not it's Stockholm number, Syndrome. Even though she's the champion, she's also not uh, the number one. It's yeah. Becky Lynch. It's right. Charlotte. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's Stockholm Syndrome is what I'm thinking. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it is. At first, I didn't uh, like it, but now it's not bad. <laughs> Hashtag to the table. You two can play along. Uh, we may read some of them on the show. That's our only promise. We definitely might read some of them on the show. If you hashtag to the table with any wrestling thought that you have at any time of the day, whenever you damn well feel like it. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we're going to give us our Christmas wish list. You're going to be our Santa and we're going to sit on your lap. You listen right now. We are both going to sit on your lap and we're going to tell you what we want for Christmas. We're going to whisper it in your ear when we come back to the Spanish announce table. Fun fact, the largest exporter of sugar is Cuba. The Spanish announce table. Tom. Oh. Tim, it is the Christmas season. Yep. I'm starting off this segment because I'd like to talk to you first. Good. Uh, one thing that is starting to become a tradition in my family is my dad all of a sudden uh, has taken up the duty of dressing up as Santa mm. and providing um, – not make a wish because it's not official through that organization, but essentially going to either nursing homes or kids who cannot uh, leave their house because of uh, health concerns and being Santa for those people. Last two years, been doing that. Went over to my friend. That is amazing. Uh, 
Yeah, I went over to my friend Chris's house. He had his baby uh, prematurely at four months. Oh, so wow. she has a trach, all of these things. Um, Whoa, we four went, months we went is... To Children's Mercy. Yeah, went to Children's Mercy. We did... Uh, um christmas last year there now levi that's the baby's name yeah. she is home but she Good. still has a trait and things like that yeah yeah uh, so my yeah four months is almost to... not enough like that's bare yeah. minimum almost to to live yeah. outside of it yeah yeah and then chris went over, or excuse me my dad went over to chris's house this year dressed up as santa also goes to retirement homes i always ask him if he knows anyone because he's old um but he goes there and does santa for them so that like, oh did you see your fun... your high school class there right you right, give exactly. him some ribs right so that is becoming a fun thing during the christmas season but cool. you know as as usual, when you visit Santa, you tell Santa what you want for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. as a tradition on this podcast, mm-hmm. we tell Santa, which in this case is you, the listener, what we want for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, Tim, mm-hmm. what do you want for, for Christmas in pro wrestling okay. this year? It's my turn to tell Santa, which is the listener. Okay. Tell the listener. Yeah, no, that's what I said. Yeah, right. go ahead. Yep. All right. I'm going to. Sit on your lap, listener. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to make sure everybody's aware of what's happening. Uh, my first wish, I just like to make it weird. I like to make it awkward sometimes, yeah? Is I'm going to call it the elephant in the room, and I'm going to wish that WWE is real with their promise changes. Right? I'm going to wish on every wish we've got, number one out here, that they're buying time like you're saying. Right? That they get in, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we at least got to address it. We can't act like it doesn't exist anymore. We've had the worst rating ever. Enough people are saying it that we would be worse off to not even say anything, right? Like, yeah, we're waiting on, you know, whoever to clear up and yada yada and, and get here and Kevin Owens. Right, sure, right. Like, we've got X, Y, and Z plan. We've just got to buy time through here while the ratings are going to suck no matter what we do. I hope that's right. That's my number one wish because – I just, they've got to do something different, right? And so at this point, almost anything different is welcome. But man, you can really fuck up some different, right? So I'm a little, I'm a little, I have some anxiety over this. So I don't know. That's my wish. Well, that they're just, right. that, they, that they actually fully get it and they actually have some legitimate stuff planned. Because what they gave us as the look at the new changes was like, wow, that's a change? Right. Right. I agree. I agree. Well, good. Okay. Uh, that's a that's a big wish, but I like mm-hmm. it. I'm gonna go yeah. a little bit smaller, okay. not as bold. Yes. My first wish for Santa is that we put Matt Riddle on Monday Night Raw, and I want him not in the main event picture, right? Because everyone wants the debuting guy to be the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, he, of course, right, right. He'll right. get there. Yeah. I'm talking just 2019. For 2019, I want him to be Intercontinental Champion. I love Matt Riddle. I think he's great. I think he's awesome for one reason in particular, why I'm so high on Matt Riddle, is he is an MMA fighter who got fired from the UFC on a four-fight winning streak because of smoking weed, but his wrestling character has nothing to do with MMA. Now his style in ring is an MMA. Yeah, style, but they don't right? say he does that. The knees, like, he does the uh, rear naked chokes, all of that stuff. But he is the king of bros. Right. And I love that. He is so nonchalant. He is so cool. He flips the flip flops off. He yep. hangs out. He swings his flowing. He's got golden the cheese eating grin on his face at all times. Yeah. 
he's he's more attractive than half of the divas on the roster, or half of the women superstars on the roster. Everybody knows uh, he's cooler than everybody. Yep, and yep. he can kick your ass. Right. And I just think he's awesome. And so I want my first wish is I want Matt Riddle to be on Monday Night Raw and at least once become the Intercontinental Champion. That's good. I like that one. That one is not as bold as the one I had before. I like that. Yeah, it's a really good one. one. Second one. The second one's even more bold, Tom. Man, you're going top shelf. I am going top shelf because it's a wish. If anybody can make a wish happen, it's Santa. You, the listener, remember I'm on your lap. All right. Uh, (laughs) Did did we talk about the lap? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. You hit it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It's a two-hour raw, Tom. If ratings are this crappy, your advertising isn't going to come in at a top dollar anyway, right? Ooh, you've got to get back. Point. You've got to get back to the two-hour raw and tell the better stories to build it back up. If you want to get back to a third-hour raw, maybe you can get there. But like, dude, this is sucking. This is terrible. It all sucks. So I want mm-hmm. us to go back to two-hour raw. Okay. That's less likely to happen than my other wish. But Santa, right, yeah, Santa, yeah. as I tell you, whisper quietly in your ear as I'm on your lap, listener. Me. All right, my second at wish. At TMAC underscore 816 for all your hate mail. Uh, yeah, bring it. Yep. I'm okay with that. All right. All right. My second wish is more, it's a wish, but it's also I want to see if we're all right on the man before the man was Becky Lynch. If you remember in WWE, the man before Becky Lynch was Seth Rollins. And one thing we say till we're blue in the face is, man, we should build this company around Seth Rollins, right? Well, if you look historically and at the numbers, anytime Seth Rollins is being featured in the main event, ratings aren't the best. Now, since the brand split and since his emergence as a top guy, he's always been on Raw. So my wish mm. is that we transfer Seth Rollins over to SmackDown, which we all kind of consensus agree is the better show. And I want to see if Seth Rollins, the man, can actually come through and be the focal point of a great wrestling show. So my wish is that he gets moved over to SmackDown as the top guy champion but I want to see it, it. I want to see him on the better show, and if he's on the better show, let's see if he can do what we all think he can do. I like this. I like this a lot because it's going to roll very well into my third wish for Santa. All right, let's see. Yeah, what is yep. it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that you said you want to see him on the better show, right? Because you mm-hmm. think. He's going to work better over there, right? You know what I mean? Like, you want to see it. Right, right, right. right. Uh, I think it's – it. there's so many things that that factor into why you consider SmackDown better. We agree, right, that that SmackDown's Mm -hmm. better. But it may be for different reasons that I think SmackDown's better, right? Or I may Mm -hmm. think Raw's better for a variety of reasons, right? Somebody out Mm -hmm. there might think Raw's better. I want you to reconfigure your brands. They need to be much more different from each other. Right, WWE. This is what I want from you. Like, Raw can be your more comic book esque, your your nighttime drama esque, right? Your your very storyline driven, wild characters, 
uh, doing more outlandish things, right? Your SmackDown can be more of your just, this is a solid dude with a name, right? And he's a mm-hmm. badass, and he's an athlete, and he's better than this other fucking guy. And and I've been better than you forever. You can remember we go back here, right? And you tell those kind of storylines, right? Like, mm-hmm. that that's where, like, th- it can be wildly different. Like, it can be wildly different. Like, it totally different feels, right? Like, your segments can be different lengths. Your, your storylines can be of a different variety of, nat- you know, like, it's just, it, your NXT can be completely different. It kind of is from the other ones, but not enough. If you get what right. I'm saying, mm-hmm. like there could just be yeah. different things going on. NXT maybe is an outlier because you consider that like a, a B level. So mm-hmm. I get that, but maybe you have a B level of one of those brands, right? Like, cause you can tell certain talents fit better into that. I do think Seth Rollins fits better into the, this is a guy, right? Like this is a guy who's really great at what he does and he's cool in some aspects, right? Like to some people and he does CrossFit and he does, you know what I mean? Like he, he wears the, mm-hmm. the, the comic book stuff. So he's got those guys, right? Like that's his own gig, right? Like Dean Ambrose kind of fits into that. He's not an outlandish character, right? But like a Rusev and a Nakamura and a Braun Strowman, those guys fit on raw because that's a comic book and it's a cartoon and it's and it's screaming and stuff like that. Right? Like you can have totally Mm -hmm. different brands with different looks, different feels the way you format it. 205 live can be your Ray Mysterio's, your Johnny Gargano's, your actually 205 and under, and it can be more ROH-like. Like, you just have this variety of it. That's my wish. And that would, I think, utilize your talent better. You can focus on those kind of storylines. It's just much more efficient to me. I like it. All right, yeah. here's my third storyline. Now, it's kind of, as we've uh, progressed during this uh, podcast episode, it was something at first, and now it's kind of changed uh, as I've been thinking about it. So I'll say originally what it is, and then I'll give you a second kind of wish on top of that. Okay. So my main wish that I will say to Santa is I want one storyline to dominate WWE for 2019 mm-hmm. from January to December. I okay. want one storyline that dominates everything and affects everyone. IE and I'm going top shelf with this uh comparison, but you get what I'm saying. IE Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon. Again, I don't need it to be authority, right? You can go to ECW and say Taz versus Sabu. You could go to WCW and say Sting versus the NWO. But what I'm saying is I want one storyline that affects an entire roster and that everyone is tuning in for. Starcade 97. You go back and watch that pay-per-view. No one gave a shit about the first five matches of that card because we were all there for the main event. Now, did that suck for the first five shows or five matches of that show? Yeah, but guess what? You're the first five matches of the show. Suck a dick. I'm tired of 30% of 10 fucking stories that get pushed onto one card. Hey, we got AJ versus Daniel Bryan. Hey, we got Becky versus Charlotte. Hey, we got Braun versus Baron Corbin. Well, none of these stories are really being flushed out. We have one person, Becky Lynch, who's just making a name for herself on her own on Twitter. But we have no real one story that's saying, uh, think about Vince McMahon and Stone Cold. We said this off air. Vince McMahon and Stone Cold was such an intricate storyline in the WWE fabric that factions came off of those two people feuding. You had, remember, the union when it was Ken Shamrock and Mankind and Big Show? That was to combat the corporation, which the corporation was uh, co- 
created to get rid of Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's this, I want I one storyline. I want to go to WrestleMania. I really want to go to WrestleMania. But I want to go to WrestleMania and tell people I'm going to see fill-in-the-blank versus fill-in-the-blank. And again, it can be Becky Lynch versus Ronda. It can be the McMahons versus the Elite. It can be the Four Horsemen women versus the four horsewomen. It can be Gargano versus Ciampa. Whatever it is, I want one story to be the thing. I love it. I love it, Tom. And I, I think it it gives credence to everything I've been saying tonight. Why they need people who've written successful, like storyline driven television mm-hmm. and why they need acting classes and why they need to kind of focus on that because that's how you and how people watch television. If I'm now, sitting down to watch me, two hours, well, yeah, and we get there. But if I'm sitting down to watch two hours, or I'm sitting down to watch three hours, I'm sitting down to watch a television show or a movie, essentially, every uh-huh. night that I do it. You have yeah. to tell that story as such, or else it doesn't kind of make sense. No, but what I was going to say, my, my kind of secondary wish on top of that wish, and this is me being a little bit greedy, Yeah, uh, it doesn't even have to be WWE. Someone, right? Yeah, someone. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> you know no, what I mean, I know, but and that's what I'm getting at. Is like, it, I love it. Anybody that can figure this out will be telling the better story. It's that, yeah, you can have all various subplots and storylines, but when I sit down to watch the show, I gotta think I know that, like, oh my god, this week, last week they did this, so this week X, Y, and Z could happen, or A, B, and C could happen. But like, I, I know, I, we start watching Raw and SmackDown, and we go. Shit, man, anything can fucking happen. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen tonight. Like, nobody fucking right. knows. Like, nobody knows. Or or you can lead it into, God damn it, I cannot wait for tonight because fill-in-the-blank heel is going to get his or right, her ass right. kicked. Right? Yeah. Like, I can look forward to something, too. Right. Like, it doesn't always have to be surprise me, surprise me, surprise me. It can be a great storyline where the payoff is going to be awesome. Right? right. Like, you can have a storyline go to where, you know, next week on Raw, someone returns and they're going to confront the heel. And you go like, oh, shit. Yeah. What is he going to do? What is she going to do? Is Braun Strowman going to come back and flip a goddamn truck again? Like, that was cool. You know what I'm saying? So I just I you think... don't have to necessarily be – because one thing I don't want to happen because what we've been talking about, one thing I don't want this to become as far as what our desires are is Vince Russo booking, right? Where yes. it's like, and then this and then this, and then guess what? He was always in the box and ha-ha. Like – no, right. but you don't, don't have to do that. that, right? Like, there's like, a, and I, I keep hating to liken it because, like you said, it's not the same thing. But like, when you watch randoms, whatever, like, you don't always get that feel from those programs, right? Like, it's not mm-hmm. always like, oh, and here it doesn't feel formulaic, right? Like, it, it doesn't right. have to be, but there has to be enough intrigue and That's suspense. Part, yeah. And, yeah, and some of the greatest right. shows, if you watch an episode, you know exactly like what's going to happen in this episode of Dexter, or you know what exactly is going to happen right. in this episode of Breaking Bad. But it's so compelling, interesting, and intriguing that you're okay with it. And again, you can say, like, we all know that Baron Corbin this week is going to get his ass kicked, but the story leading up to yeah. it is what makes us tune in, and right. that's the part well, where you can't just be like, Ooh. Even at that, even if we go, all right, we all know Baron Corbin's going to get his ass kicked, right? Or he's going to lose and he's going to lose power, right? 
But what's not intriguing and entertaining is a bunch of guys beat him up with stuff and a one-armed man stands on him. Like, <laughs> you guys aren't putting enough thought into this. You're fine. Like, yep, and that's definitely. just it. It's 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 that they've kind of forgotten that they've been so focused on, like, LiveGate and merch and growing this network that they've kind of forgotten that, like, your, your commercial to the world to bring in new fans is this televised product. Like, you've got to hit this out the home run first before you can do this other crap. So exactly. I think that's where they're at, man. Uh, you got anything else, any secondary wishes, even outside of wrestling, that you want to throw out there? I've got a wish. Give I us a wish, dollar. I wish that everyone has a very special and meaningful holiday mm-hmm. and everyone is safe and everyone, you know, get into a little bit of trouble. All of that also. Go to jail. Yeah. yeah, don't go to jail. Uh, get definitely. in a little bit of trouble, you know? I mean, if you go to jail, hey, man, don't call us. I ain't got bail money. We don't have, yeah. That that's why you should give us a dollar. Is you'd so have someone to, does yeah, us, yeah. We can give that person uh-huh. the bail money. Here we go. Pay it forward, right? Donate there us some money. We can bail out your friend when they, uh, you know, you have to pay us back the bail, though, of course. All right, we will be back next week with some resolutions, maybe a year in review. Uh, maybe if we don't have time to figure any of that out, maybe we'll just make something else up. Who who knows? It's our show. We're the stars. Yes. Right, and we'll be rolling Special in two thousand two point oh. Yeah, we'll be rolling into two thousand nineteen here pretty soon. This will be the last episode of two thousand eighteen next week when we come back to the Spanish announce table. Fun fact: grapes explode when you put them in the microwave. The Spanish announce table.